off the piano as I fade it out because I play this every time. Dude, are you getting like carpal tunnel? Because it's like the same notes, you know, every time we record. You know, it's kind of like muscle memory now. Mm. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I can't oh, think. There's like a term for it. That's not muscle memory. Like the whole thing about like when people go like do music as like therapy for like, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> oh, I don't. Okay. Um, Never mind. You know what we should do once if we if we set up a Patreon, we uh, get a player yeah. piano. That's like our first purchase, and that way you don't have to play it every week. Oh yeah, yeah. See, uh-huh. and we'll have our listeners spot the difference yeah. if they can. <laughs> yeah. But hi guys, welcome back to Style and Direction, a menswear podcast without any stuffiness. This is your host Ethan Wong. I'm your other host Spencer Adi. And today, um. We're going to be talking about Bryce Lens and Ethan Newton, by extension. Yeah, we, because we hinted at it in the last episode. Uh, and then I thought I wasn't going to do it because I'm like, ah, I mean, you know. And then I convinced him to do it during Instagram Live. Oh, yeah, because uh, I think some... Uh, was it you who just... Did you just straight up, straight up ask me that? or was uh, it like I don't know. I think someone was asking us about Bryce Lens or asking us about, like, when are we recording another podcast? And I think I brought so up two birds with the one stone. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, uh, I think we're doing it on a Bryce Lindsay." Like, I don't, I don't think we need to. I was like, "We can." Yeah, <laughs> and and we we are. And the, that's what the, you're, <laughs> you're listening to it here. We right are right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And, you know, if you guys are ever um, feel bad whenever I get hesitant over uh, making podcast episodes, that's a sign for Patreon. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh huh. We don't have one, but if you guys think that we should, um, yeah, because you guys really want the content like on a consistent basis, and let us know what kind of bonus content you guys would like, because we want—I mean, we want to make it a little bit different. We want to make it cool, special. I would, you know, I would be very interested if they wanted me and you to do like Twitch streams or something. Oh I think that'd God. be kind of fun. Epic gamers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In suits. Uh huh. Take that, menswear. Yeah, take that, ninja. I'm after you. Um, spoiler alert. We kind of find out that Ethan Newton's kind of a gamer. <laughs> He's the That's biggest a... gamer there is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. So, um, for those of you who don't know, Bryceland's is kind of like, I mean, we, we've talked about it quite a bit, um, especially in our inspiration mm. uh, episode. And uh, basically, I don't know how you describe the brand, because in talking to Kenji and Ethan Newton, uh, the founders of this brand, it's about maybe two or three years old now i'm not wow i can't believe i mean it's i knew it was like a new brand but it's weird to think it's only that it's only been around for that long i mean if you think about it, i just saw in my story that like damien's uh you know hat shop months of ice and co has only been open for a year yeah or no or two years i think yeah bryceland's just celebrated their second or third or not bryceland drake celebrated their second third anniversary in the new york store something like that on crosby street Yeah. yeah it just shows you that menswear when you do it right you know people just kind of assume it's always been there yeah exactly um marketing 101 <laughs> um you went to school for it that's what i did yeah. two years of my life um but yeah so uh, anyway to, to co- bring it back to what i was saying is that i as a vintage person i kind of assume it's kind of a vintage inspired and at times a repro brand but I'm sure they don't see it that way because mm-hmm. I think they, they're kind of more like they're they see it from like a classic menswear lens. Like we're we're making these classic garments that, like you know, stand the test of time yeah. or whatever yeah. you know. Um, but let's kind of go back a little bit further. So Ethan Newton, he's kind of the more creative, di- uh, yeah, creative director part of Bryce Lens. I'm sure that Kenji has input too, but K- 
Kenji, I think, has more business aspect to him. Mm-hmm. Again, if we're wrong, hey, Kenji and Ethan, you want to let us know? Get us on, <laughs> get on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, get, get on the podcast. Um, but yeah, so Ethan Newton, you know, if you guys haven't listened to Blammo, um, you guys should. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to every episode just because I don't know that much about, like, see if there's, like, a watch guy. I'm like, I don't really not a watch guy but he did have a great uh interview on blammo with jeremy kirkland mm-hmm. and jeremy and ethan have known each other because they both worked for the armor at, at some point and, um, and uh, ethan, yeah ethan was one of the founders of the armory correct yeah one of the original founders um you know uh there was three of them there was mark cho alan c and ethan newton uh-huh. and um the armory if you guys don't know it's probably like one of the biggest independent retailers of menswear um and in Hong Kong in I think 2008 that's when they started um, they opened up their first shop yeah and they basically started as kind of like a satellite accessories trunk show space for WW Chan and when I say like I was surprised because in my head like Hong Kong is like the size of LA but it's like pretty big and so I'm sure that they have clients on like whatever side uh, the armory is that you know that the uh, WW Chan you know couldn't be there all the time so that's why that that's why they created the store originally mm-hmm. to function as that arm and um, I you know I think that Mark and Alan have like you know real estate uh, supply chain finance background but I think Ethan Newton was the only one who had you know the kind of the, the the fashion background because yeah. if you listen to the blamo podcast episode his his interview like he says that he like you know he's been working in Menzo since he was like 18 mm-hmm. he and he's in, like in australia started in australia um uh you know you i should have you know i think we didn't supposed to talk about this last time where we like uh whenever we talk to people that we kind of admire it kind of turns into like a an interview kind of thing yeah. and the way to make that not be an interview is to make sure you don't take notes of a conversation because <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. If you're um, just, if it's just like sitting down and hanging out with the guy. Yeah. So unfortunately I didn't take too many notes, but guys, please just listen to just that. The episode. That's like, the yeah, prequel there's a this. link in the blog. There's a link in the blog post about it. Like yeah. I, I include it there. Um, but you know, yeah, he, at some point he moved to Japan. He worked for a He's worked for like a bunch of different menswear companies, Ralph Lauren, all that kind of stuff. And he eventually helped uh, found the armory, mm-hmm. and then he left. Um, a, a f- you know, a couple years ago, maybe like four years ago, had a brief stint at corporate for Ralph Lauren, and then he started Bryceland's with Kenji. Yeah, and um, and I, I kind of say that I you know I can kind of notice the change happened because I think you know when you work for the armory. And you compare it to like something like Drake's, you know, there is a very distinct difference in, in terms of aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the Army's very dressed up, very classic. Drake's is a little bit more fun, more Ivy. And Bryson's has a very vintage workwear kind of lean to it. Um, and I think, personally, I think that's what Ethan has like always kind of wanted to do. But, you know, you, and you can kind of see it, too. Because when you see like pictures of him, um, like in Hong Kong, working at the Armory, you can see spades of of his style. And cause I mean, um, he, ta- he talks, I, again, you know, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe on the, uh, Blamo episode, he talks about how he was, you know, big into vintage collecting even back in Australia and stuff like that. And especially when he moved over to Japan. I mean, and it's huge in Japan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of a background on Ethan Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience with him was, and I, I detail this in the blog post, but, I found the Armory on Tumblr maybe back in 2014, 2015, 
And when you're bored in class, all you can do is like go on, you know, the, their Tumblr and then go like slash archive and just like just scroll endlessly because mm-hmm. they had at the time they had like eight years of content, you know, 10 now, you know, and they would there's a reason why the army was so big. It's like they would take all these pictures and they would just post them on their Tumblr. They, they, at the time, it wasn't very, you know, it wasn't driven toward product. It was kind of like slice of life stuff. And I say that in the in the photography episode. But, you know, you could see that, like, and a lot of the photography was done by Ethan. Um, and, and they all had cameras, but my favorite ones were by Ethan. They were a little bit more dramatic. Um, and uh, I he later confirmed it because he told me that he listened to the podcast <laughs> or he he looked at the, the, the blog post about photography. And he said, yeah, he would come in early on weekends or, or whenever and take his, like, outfit pictures or shoot around the shop mm-hmm. before anyone would come in. Um that's also where I learned that if you turn off the lights, you can use natural light, and that's way better than having to deal with like yellow or orange fluorescent yeah, lighting. Internet, baby. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, kind of, I kind of took notice of him back then. You know, it was cool to see a guy that wasn't, you know, traditional. Like, you know, like a lot of menswear guys are kind of slim. Um, you know, they're not. I'm not trying to call him fat or anything but he was you know it's it's refreshing to see like you know a guy that's just different from all the norm and i think that's what they say when he was voted like best dressed man of the year by simon crompton is they say yeah it's yeah, like yeah he has an unconventional body type for fashion or something like that um but he still and, makes and it work yeah yeah and so like it, it kind of drew me to ethan and and um clearly in the stuff that he would repost um he would sometimes reblog like old Lawrence fellows illustrations mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So I kind of knew like, Oh, there's another guy out there who's kind of got this vintage mindset. So I'm very similar to me. And, um, so of course I followed him on Instagram. I followed all of, you know, the major players, you know, but even back before I, you know, had any clout that I had today, yeah. if you want to, if you want to call it that. And I, I distinctly remember, um, he followed me back at some point. Maybe it's because I had some, some vintage outfits. Cause at the time, this was maybe like three years ago. I was working at uh, Banana Republic, uh-huh. and I think the day before he followed me, I posted a picture of me and my coworkers. I was holding a Fiji water bottle, and I was like, "We bougie up in here." And that was like the f- like he followed me, and that was the first thing he liked. <laughs> oh my god! So I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I mean, I, even at the time, like I didn't really have any other contacts. I mean, maybe the I followed some of the Drake's guys, you know, but I. I don't even know if like Instagram had the whole followed by or, you know, the whole mutual connection thing. So I was very like, oh, shit. So he was kind of like the first, like, you know, the first guy that that you that followed you and he kind of got in contact with. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, if you want to call it contact, because I don't think I ever like really talked to him. Um, Maybe he saw because I would write about him a lot um, Mm -hmm. or I'd like, you know, include pictures, you know, in blog posts. And I still do that with, you know, Ethan, Drake's guys, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, at that time, though, he was no longer working at the Armory. So mm. I really had no idea what he was up to. He was just kind of in Japan, I think, um, you know, wearing wearing his old Liveranos and <laughs> Just WWE walking around chance. Japan wearing clothes. Hell yeah, dude, like you're supposed to. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Bryson's kind of came out of nowhere. And I think, I'm not sure if we say this in the, in the Inspiration LA podcast, but the first time I was like, oh, this is kind of weird, like... Ripped jeans with a blazer. Really, you didn't like? Well, no. I could see. Yeah, I, I, at the time, at the time, yeah. so, you know, this is like 2015, 2016, or something. Yeah, I mean, know? I didn't like it back then either. So, yeah. So, I mean, 
at the time I was like in a super armory mood, like, oh, I gotta get like a navy suit, like, and I still wore spear point collars and everything, you know, and vintage and Taylor, um, Taylor Cade-esque, you know, 60s. I was trying to get more into Ivy and everything, but yeah, at the time I was like super not into the whole, mil- like, I didn't even own a military jacket back then, mm-hmm. I think. And I think I only bought the M43 because I saw um, Drake's have one. They have like the linen M43 yeah. or the D43 because it's strikes. <laughs> it stands for dick. <laughs> yeah, I want the dick 43, yeah. please. Um, but yeah, like once Bryson's came out and I started kind of seeing it through their lens, I think once I saw the actual tailoring aspect as opposed to like the casual side, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like it was, I, I've told him, I told him this in person where it was like, Someone had put some of my ideas of menswear and did it like in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, like their tailoring is like that. That's still that's still like I don't wear tailoring as much, but it's like that's my dream, man. That stuff is beautiful. Yeah, because I'm like, you know, at at that time, I had I still had a lot more 30s and 40s clothing mm-hmm. and I would just never wear it because I'm like, I don't know how you would wear this today. But, you know, they, they have relatively wide leg pants, yep. you know, compared to the norm. And they would wear it with their, like, you know, contemporary jackets. And I'm like, well, you can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I always thought that you had to taper everything. And, and for those of you who know me well, like, you guys know I, like, every time I bought pants, like, from a thrift store, I would taper them all the time. And I was like, maybe I, sh- maybe I don't have <laughs> to do that, <laughs> you know? And and there was a whole bunch of, like, you know, like, just, like, they would be able to pull off wide lapels. It was kind of like I was rediscovering classic menswear again through them because my first the first brand I took notice of was B.N. Taylor. Mm-hmm. And then I quickly discarded it. Not really discarded, but like I moved on to the armory, which is a bit more contemporary. Yeah. And then I went kind of back to Bryce. I, mean, this is, I don't know if this was around that point, but you know, you always talk about early on, you would really want to separate your vintage style yeah, from your yeah, more yeah. contemporary stuff. So Bryce Lins was the first thing that made you go, oh, okay, I can do both. Yeah, and and more and more in the vintage thing because I mean, like I think, like when I saw Drake's, I'm like, yeah, I can do a '60s jacket with that, but that's not really super vintage. It's kind of like you know, vintage esque. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't have to. You know, you didn't. You were, it wasn't like wearing a military chinos with a DB. And I, I don't, I couldn't find the picture because I wanted to include it. But there was a picture of Kenji wearing like a, like a a Dalcore DB with like super wide leg chinos mm-hmm. and like sockless loafers. And I'm like, holy shit, that looks fucking dope. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah. And Ethan has this kind of mastery over style and he still wears tailoring and he and he also like kills it with casual style. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know. it's like I get a lot of my I just uh, I'm a thief. I steal I steal his outfits a lot. I'm uh, the garbage I, man. I eat garbage. Exactly. I'm, I'm a thief uh, directed by Michael Mann and uh, I love stealing his clothes. Yeah, I mean. It's, it's so again. It's it's so interesting to see someone who can you know who appreciates vintage, appreciates militaria, and contemporary tailoring, and, and combine it in a way that's like, you know, that's that's wearable today. Yeah. Like it, it's still. I mean, it's odd compared to most, but it's not super costumey. And it's and it's great because it's like you know, uh, n- no offense to any of these guys, but a lot of the guys that are like really big into tailoring, they do that you know really well. Uh, there's a lot of guys, especially in Southern California, L.A., that we know that do, like, you know, vintage workwear, military surplus stuff. And that's kind of all they do. And, like, Ethan, I think, uh, does he does both better than yes, anybody, essentially. 
You're talking about me, Ethan, right? <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay, so let's kind of go over the brand. So the so Bryce Lens is kind of like the armory in a sense that it retails other people's stuff mm-hmm. through their curated lens. But they've, just like, and just like the armory, they've quickly started developing their own products. Yeah. Just like the, just like how Ar- the armory has like ring, like their own special ring jacket models. Bryce Lens has a house style from Dalcore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and Ethan is the one that does a lot of the patterns for that, right? Or helps design it? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it, it has to be. Cause I remember like reading in some article somewhere that he's not the best pattern maker, but like by his own admission, but he's developed a lot of like the different styles for mm-hmm. for stuff. Um, so like when you look at Bryceland, you see a lot of Dalcore tailoring in ready to wear. You see a lot of Ambrosi trousers. Who Ambrosi is probably one of the most popular uh, trouser makers in you know in menswear right now i think right now pomela might actually start start to like kind of uh trying to usurp that throne but yeah. the, you know they're all friends it's not like you know you know it's not like they hate each other or anything but yeah they have uh, ambrosi trousers um shirts by ascot chang mm-hmm. um shoes by st crispin's and corno blue um and the the big thing with with like you know with getting into Bryce Lens or the Armour or any of these stories, like I've, I'm learning about new artisans and like who to watch out for yeah. and who to, and basically who to drool over and, you know, just, just think, Oh, if I only had unlimited money, mm-hmm. that's what I do. And they, they, it's, it's interesting because I find that the armory is a bit more elegant in terms of tailoring, just because, you know, that's kind of like their, their shtick. But in terms of shoes, I think Bryce has some beautiful shoes. Oh, like I mean, like St. Crispin's. I mean, I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, like the armor. I think they still wear Aldens, which yeah. is a bit more like an American kind of. I mean, they also have like Carmina mm-hmm. and and you know, and and Yohi Fukuda, but yeah, I mean, like they just like Bryceland is just so it's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure they have different house models, and and same thing with Corno Blue. Um, they also have ties from Sevenfold okay. or Sevenfold Frenzy, um, which again is probably one of the best tie makers in the world in terms of construction and they have like it's very vintage in terms of design too like it's, mm-hmm. it's like if drake's is more of like the fuller kind of arena then like sevenfold is more of like the brocades of like the 30s because yeah, like, i mean years ago beautiful. when you were writing about like vintage ties uh, or how to do vin- and even like the even going back older it's like how to wear vintage style in the modern day you include a lot of those photos yeah that's right yeah and so it makes sense that bryceland's um, you know, because Ethan and Kenji are very conscious of of you know of vintage style, you know, to to use or to to sell mm-hmm. sevenfold. Because I mean, y- like some of the some of the pictures I've included, like the ties look very thirties, like very you know deco abstract square. You know, my favorite kinds of ties. Yeah, it's like you know, uh, Wellama has a couple in his shop, and occasionally I look, it's like, oh, that's a great thirties tie, and then I'm like, wait a minute, I've been tricked. I'm wrong. Yeah, I've been tricked. <laughs> Darn it, Kagasan! <laughs> you've tricked us again. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I can't remember what else. I mean, they used to start. They used to sell Groovin High um, rayon shirts, mm-hmm. but they've since I think completely moved on to creating their own. Yeah, because I remember uh, Kenji was telling us about that when we were at the trunk show. Yeah, and I and I think Spencer and I both have Groovin High shirts, mm-hmm. and they're great. But I think that Kenji and Ethan kind of wanted like an even better, like premium you know, like higher quality. Cause I think 
even in Japan, Groovin High is considered maybe like a re- like more of like a repro brand than a luxury brand. Did you uh, did you get to handle any of their shirts? Like, did did he, do they have any? I didn't. I I should have tried one on. I I didn't. Yeah, because I, like, I knew we yeah. didn't. There was none at the. I don't think there was any at the trunk show that we went to, so I haven't had the opportunity to like compare them. But yeah, it's like I love my Groovin High shirt, but I'd be very very interested to see what uh, Bryceland's is doing. And again, you know. We and Spencer always talk about this, you know, as we move on with our style, we know we buy less vintage, more contemporary iterations and stuff because it's really hard to find vintage sport um, sport shirts that mm-hmm. have kind of those abstract designs, a lot you know, of them polka dots or whatever. Didn't survive or just like those are the really, really collectible ones. So it's like cheaper, even though because they're cool as hell or whatever can be a little bit on the pricier side, at least in the States. I don't know how much it sells in Japan. But it's still going to be cheaper than going on eBay and spending like five hundred dollars on like a you know nineteen forties shirt with like a fish on it or whatever. Uh, yeah, that might fall apart because it's like as much as we love vintage and as well made as a lot of it is, when it's like seventy, eighties, eighty years old, you still have to be a little bit more careful with it. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's cool to see Bryceland's kind of make their own versions, and I think. I don't know. I can't speak for them because, again, this whole podcast is me and Spencer's opinions on everything. Yep. Um, but, you know, Groovin High can be a little bit too wild. And the Bryceland's ones are kind of done very tastefully. Yeah, that's what I saw. Like, I like think they're, you, they're abstract, saw, but they're I not. I did see some, like, yeah. prototypes. But, yeah, it's a little bit more. I think it would be a little bit easier to wear with tailoring. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm guessing that's the idea because Bryceland's has a whole. They have a very great mentality. It probably stems from Ethan because Ethan hates fast fashion. Mm-hmm. He, you know, and a lot of you know, a lot of menswear guys do, but they've, you know, he never likes putting anything on sale because he wants everyone to like. He put love and care into this product, and you should pay the fair amount. Yeah. You know, he's not over hyping it, but he, you know, it's an it's like a it's, it's like, like an agreement pay, pay kind of thing. Fair. It's that's what it, yeah that's exactly what he said. yeah. Like, I want to, I don't want to make things too expensive, but I also don't want to undersell my work. Exactly. Yeah, and also the, you know the work. I mean. Almost all the pe- basically all the people he they work with and and sell and retail for are their friends, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's you know yeah so he sees going on sale as kind of like you know a bad a bad thing because it you know it devalues the brand and so the way you get around that and well the mo- one of the main reasons why people put things on sale is because they have to move into the next season and then they have too much stock so they have to get rid of it so they can make way for the new stuff yeah and. Bryceland's, as Spencer just alluded to, like all of it kind of just goes together. Yeah, it's a very cohesive look. I was gonna say that, like everything they wear, you can like kind of go in there blind and like pick out like a jacket, like a pair of pants, shirt, whatever, and you'll it'll look good. Even if you're yeah. grabbing like, you know, you're grabbing jeans, you grab like a sawtooth and then like a double-breasted jacket or something like that. You can still and then, and they show you how it's done. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I mean that's that's a compliment to be paid to you know all the great menswear stores. They always find a great way to show you mm-hmm. how to wear it. But it's you know they have a very small stock. Very it's very curated, very sought after, and probably with very low production levels. Mm-hmm. So that way you know they don't have to worry about being overstocked on on certain things. Because even up until yeah. like semi recently, they had like almost nothing on their website too. Yeah, and I think that was more so because you know they they didn't want to be like an e-commerce brand yeah. because again I think you know the company is very small. Uh-huh. I mean, when I walked, you know, it's like Ethan and like a sh- like maybe like one or two people in the store, mm-hmm. and uh, and and same goes for the one in, in Hong Kong, and so 
you know, I, it's going to be kind of like uh, like the bloke. You know, if, if you if someone bought something online, Jeff would have to go and wrap it himself yeah. and put it in the mailbox. That's you know? annoying. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and like Ethan even talks about how he doesn't really do any um, advertising, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they, they've been on the rake, but I mean, they're friends, you know. I, I, it's not really, he's not... He's not paying for Google ads or anything yeah. like that, you know, like basically, or, you know, for Facebook ads or Instagram ads or whatever. And, um, and kind of survives. And, and I think that's what results in Bryson's having like this kind of cult, you know, cult, uh, cult of personality, I guess, <laughs> or, or whatever. Like cult following. Cult following. There yeah. you go. That's the right thing. He's not like Mousy Dong or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's cause it's, you know, Ethan's kind of a, and Ethan, Kenji and the store are kind of a bit quieter, you know, they're not they don't post as much as like drake's they're not super if drake's is kind of silly you know bryson's is kind of a bit more somber more so than the armory mm-hmm. you know if the armory and you could argue the armory is a bit more mainstream now so bryson's is a little bit you know more of like the new guy on the block um and of course it, it's also just a different store you know you have wider leg trousers with a very high waist you know you have kind of the more abstract design design ties that aren't fun like drake's you know you you have Gurkha shorts. You have sawtooth denim shirts. And it looks like they and apparently now in Madras, right? Oh so yeah, Ma- Madras. Yeah, yeah I that's want weird. It's so bad. Yeah, it's weird but cool, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's so great. Um, and it looks like you know, based on the photos that he took, they even sell like dead stock vintage stuff. Yeah, I I I wish I asked about that because when I looked up the brand, there was a I saw the same shirt from a different website. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, so yeah, basically that's Bryson's. It's very, you know, I, I talk about it on the website uh, on the on yeah on, on my blog because, you know, it's it's got a, a look to it. Like they they've they've created this this aesthetic that's exclusive to them because it's not just about being like rockability uh, or workwear. It's a like a tailoring version of it. Yeah, that is uniquely Bryson's. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's one reason. I mean, that's the main reason why I spent and I like them because it's kind of like. Especially me, because it combines more of what I like, you know, like when I, when I look at it, like Spencer said, like, you know, wearing, um, you know, like a jacket with wide leg pants, you know, it's like a way to reconcile my, my past, you know, my love of vintage and my love of contemporary tailoring. And, uh, and yeah, Ethan's a cool guy. Mm -hmm. So, so I did, yes, I did go and get to go visit them when I was in Japan. That was like a definite must. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, so if I was going to go back to it, like, I never talk to Ethan as much. Like, I'm not, like, I mean, you know, I I mutuals with Mark Cho and Simon Crompton, and I, I don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, you know, maybe it could be, like, a, you know, an inspiration, like, a we look up to him kind of thing. And, or it's also just because, you know, they're, like, adults, and I'm, like, a 24-year-old kid, yeah, and I don't like live anywhere busy. near them. Yeah, um, so... Uh, I did, you know, get, get the balls to be like, Hey, uh, Ethan, you know, I know we've like commented like in the past, but I'm going to let you know that I'm going to be in Japan during this time. I just want to know if there's any day that, you know, uh, cause I definitely want to make sure I come and meet you and see the store. So let me know when, when I can see him. He's like, Hey dude, yeah, come in anytime. We're closed like on Sundays and Mondays I'm off. So, you mm-hmm. know, anytime after that, just let me know. And I'm like, cool. And I... Oh man, that day was just, I mean, every day is just long walking as I told you guys last time. Um, Because I think that day, fuck, I don't know what I was doing. I think I went to like, 
I went to Kent Shop. I went to Harajuku. I mean, it, Bryson's is in Harajuku. And which is kind of like tucked away, right? It's like not the easiest well, place it was, to get to. It was kind of like, you know, like my grandma's house where like most most places I go to are accessible by, by freeway. But this place like was like you'd have to like go north of the of the freeway. So like um, Kent Shop uh, is and like... Uh, time-worn clothing and momotaro jeans they were like right outside or like maybe like a five minute walk from the train stop uh-huh. but this place was like a 15 minute walk from it like it was like deeper into this thing and there was like there's no way like i would ju- i would be able to be take a train so to it's, it's kind of like um uh wooden sleepers like red hook which was you know we visited that shop um when we were in new york but it was a little bit of out of our way but you know yeah it was like a 20 minute bus ride after a 20 minute train ride yeah something like that <laughs> yeah so you know, because I didn't have a lot of time, I kind of, you know, I went through as much of Japan as I could. So Harajuku is a great place. And I looked around, you know, Beamus Plus was there, a bunch of vintage stores. And then, um, I told them I'd be there late afternoon. And so I meant that as five o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I got there about five and uh, I was greeted by um, by Yamada. Uh, yeah, he that's his, his shopkeeper. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I th- obviously Ethan knew I was coming and Yama was like, oh yeah, Ethan, the other Ethan is uh, still out getting, getting some food right now. Um, and I was like, okay, is it cool if I stick around? He's like, oh yeah, of course. And, uh, oh, I did ask him if I could use the restroom and I totally forgot that Anglo Philo, uh, a bespoke suit maker also shares a space with them. Like he uh, <laughs> shares like a workspace. Yeah. So when I went into the back to like take a shit, um, I walked in on this, on the Japanese tailor working on some stuff. Nice. And I'm like, hello and he's like hello and i walked away and i pooped and i came back and then i th- i'm pretty sure um oh i guess ethan newton wasn't there just yet and uh so i i was like hey i want to kind of kind of go around and take some pictures he's like yeah of course you know so i went around because like i knew that when ethan got there i would be talking to him like i yeah, didn't want to like just like, your just like shot to uh, get some pics yeah so i went around you know and unfortunately i didn't try on as much as i could obviously but you know you guys will see all the pictures i took there you know like the uh um, the the rayon shirts, the mm. Gurkha shorts, uh, those yeah, those weird dead stock sport shirts that Spencer uh, talked about. Um, you know the ties, all all you know, just everything that was in the store. And honestly, the store was a lot smaller than I thought yeah, it was. How, and it's I like, was I was curious how many people like work in that store. Is it just Ethan and Yamada, or do they have any other employees? Um, if you count Anglophilo, I think that's it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's basically it. I mean, the size is... I mean, it felt a little bit... No, it's kind of like Cody Wellman's shop. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just, it's because, you know, this is the first shop. Yeah. Bryson's opened up their first shop in Japan, and then they they opened up their Hong Kong one, like, a year and a half ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, maybe it's like that, and, like, you think, oh, man, it's such a great store. You see all the pictures of Ethan, you know... Maybe has like a wide angle lens because it it looks bigger than it is, but you know it it's small. But it's like the TARDIS. Bi- yeah, <laughs> uh, um, we're we're nerds, guys. Yep, fandom. Doctor, um, what? Um, yeah, it, it's it's such an interesting thing because like it, even though it is smaller, it doesn't feel too small. Like they have like it's like we said, it's stocked the right amount. Mm-hmm. It's just you know I think. What I mean by small is just like, like floor, space you know, wise, like like square, space square wise, footage. yeah, like you know when I yeah when I think of like you know the portrait Ethan takes, maybe I think of like the hallway extending a little bit longer than it actually is. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, you know, it's it's got a very similar vibe to Cody's shop. You know, a lot of wood, like wood work, um, wooden floors, you know, metal racks, um, and a couple of like vintage accoutrements, like just you know, decorating. Like there's like a grizzly, um, a grizzly leather jacket mm-hmm. from like the 30s hanging there. You know, there's one where uh, it's a Crispin shoe, but it has spats on, and I thought it was like a like a button boot that. Uh, that they commissioned, but it's just it's just bats. Mm. Um, they've got you know you can see the Ascot Chang um, shirts there, um, and then I I loved the uh, like the checkout counter. <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> the cash sales wrap? counter. The cash wrap. Pretty sure they don't call it that. Nope. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I love the old the old cash register. I, I know Cody has one too, actually. Oh yeah. Um, not not the same one, but no, just they different. have. They, they both have the, vintage cash registers yeah i mean it, it's kind of interesting to see that like you know that's why cody and and ethan are really good friends yeah. and uh yeah that's another artisan that uh that works with bryceland's mm-hmm. you know and they, they take pride in working with like the best of the best and um yeah i mean they work with ascot chang um the, the best shirt maker in the world my current employer mm-hmm. and uh they, you know, just just like their suits by Dalcaware, just like their Ambrosia trousers or their their Willamette hats, they have a distinct house style that's exclusive to Bryceland, yeah, so you can't go cause you can't Willem- go to Ascot Chang and ask Willem- for it. Willamette makes so. what like two or two styles of hats for them. Yeah, I think they have like the open road style and the uh, the, the Bogart, yeah. which is kind of like a like a 30s 40s style hat. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wear them because their crowns are all too tall on my round face. <laughs> Um, cause I'm not, you know, super, super cool. Like most Japanese people, I have a very round face. Yeah. I don't have a chiseled jawline. Um, but yeah, still so they have, they have those still, yeah, still great. I mean, my, my hat from Cody is based on the Bogart just done to my specifications. Mm-hmm. Um, and which you could argue that it, it's no longer like a Bogart, but whatever. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like all of all of it's there. Um, I love seeing the Bryceland style um, Ascot Chang shirts just because I haven't seen them in person. I know Cody. You can find some of the stuff at Cody's, and Cody I think is one of the few retailers of Bryceland stuff. Yeah. Um, I know that I think the anthology in um, Taiwan or Hong Kong also carries some stuff like chore coats or whatever. Um, but it's it's very interesting because you know. Bryceland's is a bit like it's like spinning the armory a bit on its head where the armory now is you know like I said working toward making their own stuff like they have like their own house loafers or whatever but Bryceland's is very focused on that mm-hmm. like it's, it's 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 sooner than expected I should say and um they don't make any tailoring on their own um but they you know their house label like military chinos Gurkha shorts um reproduction lee or lee inspired denim chore coats mm-hmm. like those are stuff that other people can sell yeah um yeah so it's yeah so i got to see all that kind of stuff there and then ethan newton walked in and i was like oh fuck here we go here we go again and he was man he's so cool yeah. let me just say he's he's super cool like he walks in like he's wearing like um like a silver belly Willema with a like a his cabana um sport shirt and by it's it looks like a sport shirt but it's got pockets on the hips yeah so it's Um, like a shirt jacket kind of more a shirt just with extra pockets yeah basically and then he's wearing it with like ambrosi summer weight uh gray trousers and like sockless uh like black suede loafers yeah and he's got the like cool like rayon scarf are you gonna start wearing your dress scarf now 
I I did actually. I, I haven't I haven't shot it, but I did uh, kind of pull it out. I'm not sure how exactly I want to do it, mm. but I do because I have two. For those of you who are wondering, I've got I have one that's a bit more delicate and one that's a bit like it can take more of a beating, like a, like a heavier rayon. Yeah, and I think I can start using that one a bit more. So keep keep eye keep an eye out for that one on my Instagram. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he's like, he walks, he's just so cool. He walks, he's like, oh, hey, Ethan, what, like, what's going on? And I'm like, nothing, <laughs> you know, but yeah, well, like, you know, I've, like I said in the Japan one, like I, I'm trying to learn my lesson from like when I met like, say like Jake Grantham or so like two years ago in, in London, like I want to be, I want to be seen as more cool. You yeah, know, I'm, not I'm like very, a fan, just like, yeah, poly. exactly. Yeah. And you know, and I could argue we are, mm-hmm. or I, I tell myself that, that we are in some shape or form. I mean, we are a contemporaries. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we both work in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, when you get to meet these menswear people, uh, especially people who are established, the conversation really isn't about clothes because there's not really much to really talk about. Yeah. You know, like... I know when, like, when the Drake guys, whenever Bruce Boyer comes in, and maybe that might be a little bit different because Bruce Boyer is more of a journalist about menswear as opposed to someone who's creating something or has his own style. I mean, and Bruce does have his own oh, style. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't. But like, he doesn't like have a brand. Yeah. So, like, of course, you know, you know, uh, like Alex would always tell me, Alex Winchell, who used to work at Drake's and now works at the Armory, mm-hmm. um, he would be. I think they they talked about like. The perfect blue shirt with with the Bruce Boyer. Oh yeah, I remember that. He was like, "Yeah, we talked about the sh- a blue shirt for like an hour and a half, something like that." Yeah, and it's like, "Oh, I prefer like a poplin, but he wants like an end on end, yeah, you know, for texture and like the the right shade of French blue or whatever." Uh-huh. But like with Ethan, I mean, yeah, of course we talked a little bit about menswear, you know, but it was more of like personal story wise and kind of relating it to like life in Japan. Yeah, you know, I think I asked him, I'm like, "What's burgers like in Japan?" You know. Because, you know, he's not inherently Japanese, obviously. Um, and he's like, dude, like, the best fucking burgers are in Japan. Mm. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know? Um, we talked about Tinder a little bit, which is kind of fun. I told him, like, I was, like, swiping around, you know, just seeing what, what dating is like here and everything. And, uh, and um, oh, man, what else? Like, you know, you're just kind of shooting the shit. Yeah. It, it's pretty cool. We and um, about, as we mentioned earlier, you found out he's a gamer. Yeah, so I, I, I think I was telling you know, because he wants to know a little bit like what L.A. was like. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, I see that you've got your own little crew in L.A. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we try and make it work. And uh, just I think it's interesting because, you know, not all of us are in the industry. So we all are kind of like regular dudes. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned how, like, we're kind of nerds and we like playing video games. He goes like, oh, yeah, I, I play video games. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I don't really think about it that much. And on that subject, I think I remember one time where Mr. Slowboy... Um, the illustrator yeah. uh, drew like a thing of like Mark Cho and like si- um, Simon Crompton, and it was them playing. Maybe not them specifically, but like it was it was like menswear, like an illustration of guys in menswear playing on the Switch. Hmm. And then I think Mark made a joke about like a Switch game, and I'm like, holy shit, does Mark Cho <laughs> play on the Switch? Yeah, there are people just then like again, us. Then again, Mark Cho has children, so maybe it's for his child. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, it's like Ethan was like, yeah, um, I bought a PS4 um, because uh, I saw my like my 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 nephew play one. I'm like, that looks fucking dope. I'm gonna <laughs> buy one. So he bought it and he has like one game and it's Red Dead Redemption Which Two. Which is a great game. I mean, yeah, I'm not a big fan of RPGs just because I don't have it's enough not an time. RPG. Yeah, it is. Uh, not real. You have to level up stuff. You have to walk around. You have no, quests. There's, there's like side quests, but you don't like you don't like level up. 
like there it's okay We're, we can't get into this this isn't that kind of podcast well i'm saying it's it's like uh you just don't you know, like, like big f- open world like games like that you like more multiplayer games or whatever Faster yeah just because i can't i just i just i can't play for like two hours straight yeah. i don't i don't get sucked in uh-huh. i see the appeal i mean i have assassin's creed yeah um but yeah so like he was talking about that and I, when i told spencer that he um Spencer was like, I want to see what outfit she oh, yeah. creates in the Cause game. I don't know about I don't know about him, but I did spend a lot of time, especially <laughs> in the beginning of the game, finding like the perfect outfit for my Arthur. And hey, maybe I'll take a picture of it. We'll post it <laughs> on the Instagram or something. Uh, yeah, but yeah, mine yeah. ended up pretty cool. I'd love to see what Ethan's look like. Yeah, and I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure he put some thought into it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it's cool to see, you know, they have like a normal conversation with these kind of guys. Just like when, you know, when we're hanging out with the Drake's boys, you know, uh-huh. yeah, we might talk about like, oh, you see this new thing. But then, you know, we, we end up talking about normal stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't ask him what new was coming from Bryceland's just because I didn't want to be like super scoopy or whatever. Um, or Snoopy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dog. Nice. Wood Woodstock? Is that the name of the bird? Sure. Yeah. Um, what else did we talk about? You know, I did have a couple of questions just because, you know, he is a really big inspiration to my, uh, of mine. And I think I asked him like, um, like how, like I told him that at, at pity, obviously people like dress up, they want to peacock a little bit, you know, even if you're in the classic menswear or not. And afterward, you know, it's kind of like the talk of the town. I'm sure. And, and I told him like my friends and I were always like, oh man, that's such a cool look. We can't wait to see what they wear to pity this time or mm-hmm. whatever. Because, you know, like I told, I th- I'm not sure if I mentioned it specifically, but, you know, there's that, that outfit, like, that Kenji wore was, like, a chunky turtleneck with, like, frog, um, frog camo trousers. Oh, yeah, which has been a favorite and, like, of mine for, like, a long yeah, time. Yeah, and a beret with, like, a sport coat, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and, I th- and just, just his past pity, you know, he wore a, um like a tan uh, i'm not sure if it's solaro or gabardine it's probably solaro but he wore that suit with um you know it's pretty toned down mm-hmm. compared to the compared to the last time and then because in fall uh, or or in winter the pity in december he wore like a brass button cashmere blazer with like purple or burgundy moleskin <laughs> trousers with a beret and i'm like what like how do you think of that you know like what like i'm, I'm assuming he doesn't you know look at drake's and be like oh, i'm gonna do that yeah he doesn't, <laughs> pity, he doesn't you know? do what we do he's just he's yeah, just better he he references himself and he's like and he said he, he said just as much he's like yeah i i don't look at anybody else um it's one reason why he unfollowed everybody uh-huh. um because you know it's also kind of political and i see that you know like oh i have to follow this guy back because you know he's followed by this guy or you so know it's whatever just easier to avoid it yeah exactly so and um you know he doesn't need inspiration mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. He gets it, but he gets it organically from like regular people. He doesn't like look online and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna copy this look." Yeah, next. it's like he this is what's in right feeling. now. I gotta get something like this. Yeah, and you know, men's classic men's isn't always like that. But I mean, there's always that kind of spade where like, you know, I mean, Spencer. Oh, Terry Claw shirts. Yeah, that sounds exactly. cool. Let's we, get one. Like, I'm not saying it's like, oh, it's a terrible thing if you do that. Because again, Ethan and I definitely do that, and maybe one day we'll uh, grow out of it. But for right now. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. And plus, we, we both do our own spin on things. There's, yeah. there's nothing inherently wrong. But it's just, it's cool to see Ethan Newton, who doesn't rely on it heavily. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he just has an inkling. He literally said, like, I look like, I want to look like a fucking British aristocracy asshole. So I'm going to wear a brass button blazer with burgundy moleskin trousers. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's, and it has, 
I loved it. It was like a like a it's like a go to hell look, mm. but a bit more refined, right? Like it's not Nantucket reds. It's like a deep purple red. Do you have that photo I'm, on I'm your sure. Blog? I think it's more. I'm pretty sure it, I have it okay. there. Yeah. If not, I will add it in yeah. right now. Um, but you know, yeah, he d- and he says like you know, when he goes to pity, he just looks in his closet and he's whatever he's feeling. It's, and in some cases, he says that he changes his mind. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the day of or just seeing how the weather is or whatever. Um, and then, um, well, you know, I asked him. I, I was like, you know, did you ever see yourself becoming like an icon that you are? And I did. I you know, I wish I used a different word, but because I'm not trying to liken him to like you know like a celebrity. Yeah. But to like my friends and I, he has great style and we look up to him. Not maybe not for me, at least not just in terms of clothes, but in terms of career um, and life and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got this really cool ease about life. You know, he says that he doesn't take the train to work because he, he lives 15 minutes away. So everything he wears is based on a 15 minute walking commute. Okay. It's got to be comfortable, but it's also got to be easy, you know. And he doesn't, you know, he it's it could be a rayon shirt one day, it could be a suit the next day. Yeah, you know, just kind of whatever the fuck he wants to do. Um, and he said that, you know, while he's very humble about, it, he's a very humble guy in general. Um, but he said that it was it wasn't surprising just because when you're in it as long as he is, you know, people are bound to kind of look to look to someone mm-hmm. for for that direction and everything and you know he says that when he was when he was uh when he was younger and there's the cool story where he got to meet the owner of a visu um i think randomly you guys gotta, you guys really gotta listen to the blammo yeah, episode I remember of that him story. like they just went out for yeah or something like and that. so yeah like to him like those were his idols and everything he got to hang out with them and then now he's one of the big guys in men's right right mm. now and uh he says like you know it's just up to each generation to kind of take that mantle and kind of you know do what they can. Yeah. And uh maybe he's talking about me. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna assume he's talking about okay. me. So <laughs> But you know, again, it's just like, you know, uh I, I always I told him that I I uh LA doesn't have a lot of menswear and it's important to be that kind of beacon of light um of sorts. He yeah. didn't say that. That's my words. Yeah. But like, you know, to, to to help guide people to do it because you know as much of you know, as much as Ethan loves to be an artisan or, or work with artisanal goods, he's still an entrepreneur in a sense, and it's still important to like if you want something to happen, if you want the market, you have to create it, mm-hmm. you know. And that kind of ties into another thing where um, we talk about. I, I call it the rule of cool, and I think we've mentioned it before, where um, basically you just have to be. <laughs> You have to be cool. Like that's like that's like the difference, right? Yeah. Like I've we've met people who can wear the craziest shit, but it's like the way they carry themselves and the, and the ability to make it cool is what makes it cool and not ew. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like if you follow you know. like uh, uh, Mr. Mord on Instagram or whatever, he wears a lot of weird stuff, but you know he can yeah, he can pull a lot of it up. Yeah, and it's it's like I you know you could chalk it up to attitude you can chalk it up to your per- your physical attractiveness you can chalk it up to the brands but there's just a way to make it cool yeah. and you know we mean Ethan was talking about that and he's like yeah like you know i wear fucking old man clothes i wear like pleated shorts mm-hmm. and if i want people to buy it I, be- I gotta make it look appealing to them yeah and you know like that that's something that also stuck with me you know and i guess that ties into his whole idea of of non-advertising you know because i also i also love his attitude where it's like you know, one you know they sell a lot of great casual wear, obviously, 
And I think in one of his articles, he was talking about people who are just too overdressed to everything. Like it's, I think he used the analogy. Yeah. Like if you're climbing a mountain, you don't need like a bespoke three piece suit. It's like sometimes you just need, just need like hard wearing stuff that gets the job done. And so it's like, even, even though, you know, the stuff that, you know, it's like he wants the stuff that he makes to be treasured. You, you, he wants it also to be lived in. He wants it to be like actually worn. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's something that, that, um, not even, uh, that, that Cody Wilma also shares cause you know, he makes a lot of bespoke hats or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know that, um, occasionally he has to, uh, do some pr- distressing on hats, you know, before they reach the client. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, he'd rather, of course, you know, if that's what the customer wants, that's what they get, but it's cooler to have a hat that gets beat up on its own. Yeah. You know, because each 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 wear and tear gets like its own story, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, and Ethan Ethan likes. I mean, that's one of his his favorite things about vintage clothing. You know, like back then, it was meant to be worn in. You know, and uh, and repaired yeah. over and over as it needed to be, and he's you know he's not a tailor. He says he's not a tailor, but he's done a lot of repairs himself. Mm. You know, um, you can. I I think when Aram of twenty one twenty went to uh, went there. Um, Ethan was like in the back, just like sewing up a pair of pants, mm-hmm. you know, like doing something himself, and I think that's that's super cool. Um, yeah, because it's like I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm very into workwear and military surplus, and if there are cool patches, you know, hand repairs, whatever, that like just makes it all the more. I mean, it, it's I I like that more than something that's in like pristine condition. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm slowly starting to get on that side, just as I combine more and more rugged stuff in my own in my own style yeah. and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't really remember what else we talked about. I know his brother came by, came by. And this is and he, when you got to explain what story. anime was. Yeah, well, I'm sure he knows what anime is exactly, but, um, he was, uh, his brother was saying that he was buying, you know, souvenirs or whatever, and he said he spent, like, a bunch of money on, on cards, um, called, like, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I think Ethan knew, was like, what's, what's Magic the Gathering? I'm like, oh, it's like a trading card game. And he says like 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 <laughs> baseball cards. I'm like no, like you actually have to play it. You know, you got it's like Yu-Gi-Oh. And he goes like, what's Yu-Gi-Oh? And I'm like, oh, it's an anime. And he goes, is that like the Studio Ghibli thing? And I'm like, kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's more like you know, I don't know. It's more like like because that's not like SpongeBob. I mean, there are some animes which are okay. literally for kids. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's but like yeah, I'm just jealous I, of him. I wish, I wish that was me. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, Ethan Newton isn't exactly the uh, the nerds that Spencer and I uh-huh. are uh, when it comes to pop culture or nerd culture. Well, because you also talk about how he's just different than a lot of menswear guys in general who are like you know big into like jazz. I think you you talk about cycling and stuff like that, and he's not he's 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 more like a a, a rock dude. He's yeah, because cool. I think he says he his, he shares a lot in common with like rockabilly stuff, yeah. but not not inherently like he's not. He's not a rockabilly person. Uh-huh. Um, he likes, you know, like he likes rock. He's like a metalhead too. You know, like there's a lot of pictures of him wearing Metal like tees. old metallic, yeah, like yeah Metallica tees. Yeah, but and like and those are like his, like those are his concert tees. Like they're all tore up from his, you know, from his youth or however. Uh-huh. And he wears that. Like there's a really cool picture of him wearing that with like his like Dalcore like charcoal gray suit. Yeah, and I remember you and like you saw that and you're like, I gotta do this. You're like, yeah, I gotta I gotta find a way to make it look good. Yeah. <laughs> like on myself. And I still I haven't I haven't crossed that line there yet. Mm-hmm. Um but 
but yeah, like he just has this really cool, like you know, unique vision. And to me, um, obviously, uh, that stuff is still inherently cooler than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, as you guys know, I listen to to film scores and indie rock, and I, you know, I love Star Wars to the point where, you know, you're gonna buy. A we can talk. We can talk about why TLJ is <laughs> TLJ is great, and yeah. we can talk about why Rogue One sucks. Uh-huh. And um, and all that kind of our stuff. Our Patreon could be um, our movie podcast. Uh, that's where you get uh, all the extra, yeah. all the extra stuff. Um, but yeah, no, like he is, he is a lot different. Like not just in terms of a body type, as uh, Simon Crompton pointed out last year. But you know, most of menswear, at least maybe the, maybe the most of the ones that he he's known that he knows, is very a bit more elegant, a bit more refined, and he's kind of a bit more rugged mm-hmm. in, in comparison. I remember that his Tumblr used to be called uh, Rugged Old Salt. <laughs> At least that used to be like the header of yeah. it. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, you know, he's he says fuck, you know, he's, you know, he likes to, he likes to, you know, play guitar mm-hmm. and apparently play Red Dead Redemption too. Yep. Um, and, and near the end of it, he, uh, he like pulls out this like Gibson, I'm I don't know. I'm calling it a Gibson <laughs> because that's, a, that's it. Could be oh Fender. Could be a Fender. I don't know. It's like yeah, some electric guitar. He like plugs it in with the amp and just starts like fucking playing. Mm-hmm. And like I think it was Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit! Like, what the hell's going Jesus. on right now? You know. And I and I asked him. I'm like, how long have you been playing? He goes like, oh, like I picked it up. I just picked it up. <laughs> you know, it's it's all like you know. He's just kind of shrugging off. And I'm like, dude, like this, like that's real Spencer tour right there. Yeah. And I'm like, I know like a couple of chords in guitar and I could pick up a guitar and play like four chords and it will not sound like whatever the hell he's yeah. doing. Um, but, you know, even then, like I, th- I even talked to him about like, you know, how it was like to learn Japanese. And he goes like, oh, I don't know Japanese, but I can I can just speak it to get by. Mm. And then a guy walks in and he's just talking to him in Japanese. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, you know, it's 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 a very cool, you know, it's a very cool mindset and it's very admirable to see, you know to see one of the people that we look up to be as humble and easygoing as as a regular person is yeah you know and i think that's like the appeal yeah, of not, he seems uh, very approachable yeah and i hope i hope spencer and i like that yeah for for the guys who have met us yeah you know if not uh go fuck yourself <laughs> no i'm just kidding i don't want to <laughs> approach you yeah um uh but yeah like uh i also got to talk to yamada a lot mm-hmm. Um, you know, he tells, you know, cause, uh, you know, all three of us are talking and Ethan's encouraging him, you know, to, to open up about himself and everything. And, uh, I think he used to work in like luggage before and he's worked for Bryceland since it opened now okay. or, or maybe not since it opened, maybe a couple, like a year or so for now. And, uh, yeah. And Yamada's got great style. Super nice. He was very helpful, uh, very encouraging. He would always ask me stuff and, uh. I got to see both Ethan and Yamada in action, you know, with two different customers who just walk in and, you know, it's very seamless. You start talking Japanese mm-hmm. and uh, try on different stuff. And um, um, yeah, so one guy he uh, he tried on the Cabana shirt, and Ethan was trying to sell him on it. Like it's very easygoing. Like I could, I don't, I couldn't tell exactly until you know after Yamada translated it to me. But you know, he's trying to try someone's. Like it's a very easy shirt. You know, it, you can throw it on. And then um, the guy, the guy clearly was like, ah, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's got those long collars. He he wasn't very into vintage, right? Mm-hmm. And then Ethan's like, oh no, you guys like add an, add this accent. And so he throws on the scarf, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, see, it's like it's like a little bit extra, you know. It's makes it a bit more cool and and louche. 
And the guy, I don't know if the guy bought the scarf, but he ended up buying the shirt because of it. Okay. The, the cabana shirt. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. And it's cool to see, like, yeah, Ethan Newton selling on the floor. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of men's were guys like that. Like, I'm sure if you visit the Armory and Mark show. Well, I don't know. Mark Cho is kind of a busy guy. He's got like three businesses <laughs> going on. But I have heard stories of like in the past, maybe like, you know, maybe like three or four years ago that uh, Mark Cho could, like if you happen to be there, Mark Cho would help help you out. Yeah. You know, he'd grab, grab you a size or something. And that's, uh, again, another reason why I like menswear or classic menswear a lot, you know, because you, you know, Mickey Drexler wouldn't help you at J. Crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's I mean, like, he, doesn't, like he hasn't worked there you, in a while. The people that you see are the ones that are that are actually like you know on the floor doing the doing doing the selling yeah yeah yeah, exactly and i think that's a very important you know and that's one reason why i think that menswear has continued to survive for so long is because you get that extra service Mm -hmm. you know that you don't get it's like dunder mifflin (laughs) exactly big box stores will never be able to match your customer service yeah um but yeah, any other any other things you want me to reminisce about for Bryson? I can't really think um, of much. I know I wrote I wrote a lot. You know, it's kind of more of like a, it's more of a narrative based one because it's kind of like me and you know kind of observing Ethan. I got I got a picture taken, of myself by him, which was super cool. I saw he posted on his Instagram. Yeah, and he called it the other Ethan, which I think is really hilarious. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Did he ever go in there and he was like, "Hey, give me back my name, bitch"? Did he say that? <laughs> Yes. No. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, we could just talk about like our favorite pieces that they have right now. Because I mean, you yeah. and I both got um, terry cloth shirts, which are yeah. Uh, we are recording this on the first. We're going to both be wearing them on the fourth of July. You'll see that uh, probably the Monday. What the hell's the Monday after fourth of July? Uh, is that like the eleventh? I don't know. Let me check 12th? my calendar. Uh, you know, it's not important. <laughs> yeah, it's the eighth. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, yeah. So we, we, the because uh, I've wanted one for a while uh, since I saw Bottle Rocket, where Owen Wilson wears one, and then when Bryson's came out with theirs, I was like, okay. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Terry Cloth, Terry Cloth is the name of like towel fabric, uh-huh. and um, I don't think actually Bryson's calls it a Terry Cloth shirt; they call it a towel shirt. Yep. Um. So just personal bad. branding, I guess. Yeah. Um. But. Oh, I'm burping again. It's kind of it's kind of like their cabana shirts, where they have the two or three pockets. Uh, yeah, but loun- the collar is a bit smaller. They're lined with towel cloth. T- yeah, which is terry cloth. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. And then the outside is a printed voile, which comes from Ascot Chang's uh, Deadstock Library. Which you still have a couple of like early '90s or '80s sport shirts from. Yeah, not store. a lot. There's like there's like there's like maybe like twenty to thirty left, yeah. all in like size medium, mm-hmm. which is like a size forty, forty one. Mm-hmm. A chest um but yeah like i think ethan told me like he was looking through the archives because you know that's what he does you know a lot of ascot chang um all of bison's by ascot chang shirts are um made from vintage fabric yeah and um you know he was looking at the voile fabric and it's really light i mean some of them are are thick enough to be worn, but like I think you'd have to like double side it or some or something just to make sure. H- it's how not are just the like ones a that you sell shirt. that you have in the store? Um, there's both. There's okay. there's both cases there. Um, but he was like, "There's no way people are gonna buy this. Like, why not? Like, he got the idea. Like, fucking towel shirts, yeah. man. Like, that's that's one way to make this fabric work. And uh, yeah, that's how they were born. Um, uh, they um. They're a lot lighter than my vintage one because mm-hmm. my my terry cloth shirt 
is very it's a you know it's heavier it's more substantial yeah it's ba- it's like a it's like a towel you have at home you know it's not like a, it's not really like a luxurious thing while bryson's has a bit more of a luxurious elegant feel that way you can wear it out like i could not wear my wear mine out like i'd sweat way too much because it's a fucking towel mine i think is a little bit lighter than yours because i don't have as much trouble i mean you when you see it in person you can compare it yeah but it's like yeah i have a i got one from uh joyride vintage and orange it's something they've had for like a while um and i I traded stuff in and picked it up but yeah mine is like late 60s it's a very like psychedelic print but I've, i've worn it a couple times it's i like it a lot yeah, and it's cool. I have, it's, you know, the look's been growing on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I know that when I if I go swimming and I'll wear it, I'll be dry. Yep. Because it's because <laughs> you're like wrapping yourself in a towel. Yeah, I remember seeing a Lawrence Fellows illustration of a guy wearing a DB terry cloth jacket, mm. and I've I want one. Oh, so I know what you're talking about. We- I don't know if any such products exist. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to make it. You're gonna have to get it like custom made. Yeah. I wonder if it could be cheap if I could just because there's there's me there's no canvas. Nope. <laughs> Are you just gonna get a towel? I'm just gonna find towel fabric and be like, like make me a DB jacket of this. <laughs> okay. And so, make and make it cheaper. Yeah. Um, um, going back to their tailoring, the gray uh, like pleated pocket belted back jacket that he wore to pity i think last year last summer last Last summer summer, like i said earlier their tailoring is like the gold standard that is the gold standard jacket if i could have every jacket made to look (laughs) made in that pattern i would be happy yeah their shoulders are very extended Mm -hmm. they're kind of i don't i I personally i think i even told ethan that i'm not the hugest fan of that um because it's it's in some pictures it looks like it's dropping off the shoulder and then he was like get out of my store yeah, and that's how I left. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, like it's just it's so it's so slouchy. The lapels are the perfect width, three roll two, uh-huh. and then like the big patch pockets that are pleated with the uh, the half belt in the back. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I did not see that in person there. Dump bummer. Um, uh, just because they don't, it's a bespoke piece. You know, they don't sell that. Yeah, and Ethan was not wearing tailoring on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I mean, their Gurkha shorts were really nice. It's like a nice cotton twill that's definitely miles ahead of my wpg ones yeah streets ahead maybe if you don't get it your streets behind that's true um you know come on come on uh pierce hawthorne percival hawthorne it's been a, it's been a while since that show's been on the air i need i should yeah. watch it i wonder if they got those uh that movie they haven't <laughs> nope they never will unless it's announced before this episode comes out and then we'll look like fools yeah um yeah, what else is there? I mean, I w- the rayon shirts are really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I did not. I touched them; they felt nice, but I did not wear them and see. But like, they, I like them a lot because they they look visibly similar to vintage shirts that I have from the forties. Yeah, you know, and of course, again, like I said, the fat, like the the printed, uh, the uh, the patterns on them are really nice because mm-hmm. you can't really get those anywhere. Like a lot of mine are just kind of plain. The only pattern ones I have. It's like one that Spencer gave me that was always too small for him, and it is, and it's too short. Uh, it's got a real, real cool like chevron-ish. Oh like, yeah, yeah, I got a it. Deco I got design thing. Like our first time at Lulu's, I got that because I was going on like a vacation and I needed a lot of like lightweight shirts, and I got that because it was pretty cheap. Because I think there's like a little bit of damage to it or something. Oh, it's a lot damaged. But yeah, I wore it. I wore it on the trip, and I was like, this isn't gonna work. 
Yeah. And um, you see, I have that, and I have a Groovin High shirt that's a bit more of a smaller print. Uh-huh. But you don't have, like, the kind of big, more interesting ones, because I always feel the, that if you wear, like, a plain one, you kind of get, like, a 40s dad kind of connotation mm-hmm. with, with, with tailoring, I mean. And then, um, so having a little bit of pattern on it, like, whether it's, like, the, the um, yeah, the ones that they have, those, like, abstract designs, those really help give it new life and make it more interesting yeah. than... Uh, when it's worn with tailoring or on its own. Because I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I love the bigger patterns too, even like even with tailoring. Um, just because if I were still if I were still like bigger into vintage and I had a lot more if I had a lot more money to spend on clothes, I think my vintage style would be like fifties con artist. That's the thing that I'm really into. And I think those shirts <laughs> are great for that. It's like the big loud shirts I love. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I forgot. Like, it's just, it has kind of like a '70s appeal to me mm-hmm. too, as well, just a little bit, because um, I think they don't really do the runaway collar as much. They kind of just kind of tuck it up. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 very interesting to see how how they you know incorporate this look. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's like all the products that I think I like from them. Yeah, I mean, they're denim um, jackets. I mean, I like great. I like a lot of, of course, them. Of course, yeah, the shirt are great. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that. As we said, yeah, with I the, got a sawtooth shirt now. Yeah, as we said with the terry cloth shirts, there's a lot of stuff that I see on their Instagram that inspires me to get it. Like, you know, I got my I got my forty Stetson now that I've I mean, I, you know, we have a lot of friends that have it, so I've I've wanted one for a long time. But you know, the guys at Bryceland's wear theirs all the time, and so it's and it's I, a great I, I resource. Right that it's one of the ones that you can wear all the time. Yeah, and it's a great resource for like being like, okay, so this is how you wear it and not look like you're like. Do, just doing cowboy cosplay yeah and i think one big thing too especially for if you're like me and spencer with a past and vintage um you can you can find similar garments in vintage to kind of get a look for yourself before uh-huh. you buy it from them yeah like i mean you know like our, our friend doug is probably one of the biggest proponent well maybe not direct proponents of it but you know he'll have similar pieces and he'll pick for us mm-hmm. you know like vintage military chinos and we can even though we can't buy the military chinos from Bryceland's we'll buy we'll buy these used ones through him or or he'll help pick us some and then we'll wear it with our tailoring yeah as Bryceland's would do it exactly um, yeah yeah and again it's kind of goes like the tailor uh, the tailor Cade thing where you know yeah it's nice to buy vintage but it'd be cool to also have one yourself and get those repairs done yourself mm-hmm. and have them wearing in you know that's a, that's a big thing too. Yeah, because I I know Ethan's had like his Bryceland's denim for like you know, two years or whatever. And they look great. They look and they look they look great. Yeah. Um, I'll finish off just with the thing is about his photography, because um, we I started talking about it a little bit, but like yeah, Ethan Newton is still one of my biggest inspirations for photography, and we talked a little bit about it, and he actually got to pick up a new Leica because uh, his other one was stolen. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so he got a new one. And um, he's really got me thinking about going to a mirrorless camera because um, he he would say like oh he can't fuck with DSLRs because there's too many buttons <laughs> you know there's too there's too much stuff to think about and he'd rather it be like whatever he sees in the viewfinder is what he gets. Yeah. There's no like I know a lot of my friends use my camera and I I use mine and I have this kind of feel to like take a picture but my friends like they'll take a picture and I'll be like oh shit that's like way overexposed mm-hmm. like you know and for him it, it's it's just simple i get it yeah um even though it's a leica it's a really great camera <laughs> um 
and um, and yeah, it's like just his approach. It's very you know, it, it's very in line with his uh, approach to, to clothing. It's very casual. You know, he never studied, you know, photography classes or whatever. He uses whatever the old version of iPhoto <laughs> was to edit. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't use like Lightroom or anything or Photoshop. And I I think I asked that in our photography episode. We're like, oh yeah, I don't know what he uses for it. And he told me like he just uses like very basic like. <laughs> Oh, make it brighter, make it, you know, bring up the contrast. Like, that's it. Okay. And I think that's super, that's super cool. Yeah. You know, it's like spread to but in photography. If it works, it works. And I think even, uh, even Kenji, while we were, while we were talking to him, he's like, he made a point to say Ethan's a very amateur photographer. Um, and, uh, and even, and even Ethan admits that too, but I'm like, I can't tell because I love the beautiful photographs that you've taken, mm. you know, and there's a sense of an appreciation of art behind it, which was you know, again, the big theme of our photography episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, getting to meet him, seeing all the products, um, just a great way and probably the biggest highlight of, uh, of my Japan trip. Yeah. So hopefully you'll get to see him again. Hopefully, uh, I'll get to meet him one day. That would be very cool. Yeah. yeah. And maybe next time we'll get a burger. Maybe. Yeah. Like I kind of was there and I was like, Oh, maybe we'll go get dinner. He's like, all right, I'm heading out for dinner. I'll see you later. Ethan. I'm like, okay, cool. There was an invitation for you to join him. You just didn't pick up on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I should have kissed that girl. <laughs> yep. Next on Ethan's dating life. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically it. I mean, guys, if you want to read the full, you know, more articulate version of this, you can read the uh, the blog post where I kind of just it's the same thing. Yep. Just uh, just solo, no Spencer in that one. Um, and you get to see all the pictures that we're talking about, all some of our favorite outfits from Bryceland's, and uh, yeah, it's a good read. So follow along. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to follow me on uh, Instagram. That's what it's called. Website. Uh, yeah. At Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. And again, if you guys want to show your support, please give us a rating on iTunes. We still only have three. I mean, three written uh, reviews. We I think we got some more actual, you know, star ones. Anything's helpful. But yeah, if you guys can drop five stars, written reviews are really, really helpful. Uh, to, yeah. If you have any friends that are into menswear and don't already know about this podcast, l- please let them know. Yeah, and if they can stand us talking and rambling for like an hour. Yeah, because I mean we don't we don't yeah. spend any money on advertising, so word of mouth is the only way that we can really get out there. Yeah, we also edit this on our free time. Shout out to MJ. Yeah. Don't get on mic. Uh, this is also um, uh, the first episode we've done in a long time that's all like one take. So making it easy on you, MJ. <laughs> yeah yep good good for him mm-hmm. don't get on mic please um if you have any other you know questions concerns r- suggestions if you want to you know join in or whatever you can also follow the podcast on instagram at style and direction um we respond to messages on there mm-hmm. so if you if you have something like specifically about it or you can just always just message one of us yeah. you know it's the same thing um and if you guys want to just like actually have a community um a community you can f- go to the street Expressa community on facebook you can search that up uh there's a link on the blog as well it's pretty active That's where there's, we a, lot po- of, there's yeah. a lot of great guys on there ethan and i don't post quite as much but you know we'll pop it in the comments stuff like that yeah exactly and i mean that's a great way to you know to keep up with what we're doing uh-huh. um because i know that uh blimo has a slack and i'm like uh that's for old people <laughs> we use facebook thank you we, we should set up a discord eh. yeah <laughs> Uh, that yeah, was a I'm joke right. I wasn't going to. Okay. Yeah. Only because it sounds like an order. Okay. Yeah, coming up next, we're going to have another podcast on a, on a great movie very soon. Oh, boy. Keep keep an eye out for that one. Yeah. 
So, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.